0: I'm Amy and I'm Jess, and we are two sober women committed to
1: helping you live an optimized life. This show is about stories and strategies to help you optimize your health, your relationships and your businesses. We focus on keeping it simple and having fun. Welcome to another
0: episode of the Optimize Life podcast. We are really excited about the topic of today's episode, and we're going to be diving into the power of letting go. Man, I mean, how relevant is this topic right now? So, just as we're starting to presence this, think to yourself what are you holding on to that's no longer serving you? What is taking up space in your head rent free? What keeps you up at night? So we're gonna be diving into all of that. And um, Amy, I'm so excited to be here with you today and be recording this timely topic. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So let's dive into maybe some outdated belief systems that we've outgrown that, that maybe we can let go of. What does that look like for you?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So thank you for kicking us off today. And the first thing that even just came into my my body when you were kicking us off is just some of the outdated belief systems I've just even learned recently through the 12 step model. And again, I always want a presence that I love the 12 step model and it saves lives and all of the things. However, you know, there was parts of it that stopped working for me. However, I still feel guilty or bad because. I'm not repeating the the little sayings, or you know, it works until if you work, it works if you work it, and da, da da. And I'm like, well, actually, sometimes we have to rest in it and allow it to integrate as well. And so, you know, I just think about all these very subtle belief systems that I have in my conditioning, I posted to Facebook the other day, like, I'm going to put my damn bananas in the refrigerator, even though I learned this song in like elementary school that you should never put bananas in the refrigerator. And I always hear that song. And I like feel a little pang of guilt. Um, I was sharing with you earlier, you know, they're so they're, they're just so simple things where I haven't bought myself a KitchenAid mixer. Because my belief system was that that was something that will come in my wedding registry. And I've never been married. I've never been pregnant. And no one's ever asked me to marry them. So I don't have a wedding registry. However, there's still something in me that holds me back from actually purchasing it myself. And I talk about this often. I don't even know if I want the damn thing anymore. But it's still something that creates friction in my nervous system. And even just by presencing it here with you and all of our listeners, it supports me to let it go in some way. And that's so powerful just in itself. So, you know, listeners right now, just think about maybe the subtle things that are outdated in your belief systems and what it would be like, who would you be if you could let it go? Ooh. Love
0: everything you just said, and I, it, I can feel it so deeply in myself too. And especially with the 12 step conditioning, because that program did work for me, and I have guilt around stepping away from that program um, just because I, I really saw that it was not working for people I love and care about. Right. So, thank you for kind of bringing that um, into the forefront. And it's okay to um, grow and evolve out of things like that that maybe you did, that worked for a duration. And now um, maybe you're ready for that next step of recovery, which we do talk a lot about on this podcast. So just that permission um, and you saying that felt really good. And I'll have to, I have to laugh about the darn mixer because you guys, um, you know what we're talking about. It's the kitchen Aid mixer that costs like a bazillion dollars. And I had one on my wedding re- registry as well. And I own the mixer and <laughs> I just have to share because that darn mixer takes up so much space and I never use it, right? And every year I'm like I'm going to get rid of the mixer. Like who who thought that I needed the mixer, right? A little hand beater works fine for most things, right? But again, like we have this idea and similar to like what your life is supposed to look like when you're in corporate America. That's another thing that um, resonated with me that I've spent a lot of time decoupling after quitting my, my job in corporate America, you know, supposed to be supposed to have the big house and the nice cars and the boats and all the things, all the possessions. And then I realized, gosh, none of those things I had it all. And none of those things made me happy. And so, you know, decoupling from that, you know, kind of pressure of the outdated belief systems. But so thanks for sharing that. Let's, um, oh, and we had another one we were talking about uh, before we jumped on this uh, recording. And I think it'd be really kind of good for our listeners to hear. Uh, And Amy, you were saying that you are hearing from a lot of people in your circle that are getting divorced, right? And again, like we have a 50 plus percent divorce rate. So it's like the biggest probability that we have in our lives is getting divorced. (laughs) So it's no like surprise here. But maybe that outdated belief system that we have to be um, with one person forever, right, which forces us to settle in relationships that um, stifle us and are unfulfilling. But do you want to share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, well, I think that that's probably one of the most powerful expansions that we can really step into as human beings is that, you know, this relationship is no longer serving me. And I want to let it go and and part ways with grace and ease. And talk about living an optimized life, you know, like by actually letting go with grace and ease and really honoring everything beautiful that you learned from that relationship and being able to just be like, taking my hands off, letting it go. I can just feel emotion coming up in me talking about that because I have done that. And especially in the last three years of my life. Or I've had the opportunity to to talk to my ex-boyfriends and really explain to them, you know, what was actually happening in my head, which was I was just blocking love all of the time. And so something that I see a trend in, in my communities and the circles that I play in and the people that I support is that after they part ways that, that a lot of people are taking up polyamory as a way of life. And in exploring what it's like to, in a safe container, have intimate relationships with a number of people and, you know, really explore what that's like. And a part of it is like maybe a little rebellion, in addition to the fact that they're so tired and exhausted from trying to force one person to meet all of their needs and something as a relationship coach, especially in the trauma space and in the recovery space that I talk about all the time is sovereignty and having the fucking sovereignty to just be like, like, oh, thank you so much for letting me know that you can't meet my needs this way. And let me let me play with it. Let me feel into it and decide like if that's a need that I need to get met somewhere else or if I can meet it in some different way. And I release you from being the person that has to meet that need. And that is so powerful in a relationship. Yeah. Oh, I get all passionate about that.
0: (laughs) I was going to say like the end, I think you got everything that you needed from that. I love how you you just shared about, you used the, the, the terms like powerful expansion. I just, that really spoke to me and having that sovereignty and that agency, right? Um, and how, when you really step into that and, and that you're in control of that, oh, that really was, thank you for sharing that and, and sharing what you've been through over the past few years, because I've definitely watched that journey and it's been really powerful, so all right, let's dive into maybe some mindsets that have outgrown their usefulness. And we were laughing before we jumped on this recording. Um, and some of the things that, that I know I've, that have shifted for me mindset wise is, um, you know, that work hard, play hard mentality, right, which look like, overworking and overdrinking is what that really looked like. That's what it equated to in my life back when I lived that sort of a lifestyle. Um, You have to hustle and grind all the time instead of like stepping into your feminine and letting things flow, which has been a work in progress for me. And um, I know we're going to, I wanted you to dive into a little bit of like the masculine beliefs that um, I know uh, have been kind of, we've been conditioned to, you know, in terms of personal development, that that's the way to go. And how much has, has that turned out to be not relevant, right? So, um, and maybe they had a relevant at a time, right? But I know for me, like, I, I, I never want to attend another Tony Robbins <laughs> event, right? I never want to walk on fire again and do a Tony Robbins event where you're up for a thousand hours a day, jumping up and down. Right. Um, So share a little bit about what that looks like for you in terms of uh, mindsets that you've outgrown.
1: Oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't know listeners. If you know this about me, I'm a trained um, Bikram yoga instructor and I stepped on the mat in like 1999 in Austin, Texas. And, um, Oh gosh. I'm, I do have a ton of compassion for myself in this moment because it, the the yoga saved my life. It, it, it supported me to drink the way that I did for as long as I did, because that mat was there to balance my lifestyle. Um, and it helped my mental wellness and it helped my financial abundance. And I'm so grateful for that mat. I'll never forget when I was at training. And, and for those of you all, like, there's no, I I love Bikram. He, he got me to a certain place, but while I was in teacher training is when I realized that my feminine energy was just not existent. And this was back in 2010. And um, one day I just wanted to like, take him out. (laughs) I was just like, fuck this guy, like killing us. Like literally we would sleep for maybe half an hour and then we'd have to be back in the hot room. And And I thought that I had to suffer in those ways in order to be successful, in order to be a good teacher, in order to be a good studio owner, in order to work at the studios that I wanted to work at. And, you know, I remember in 2010, that was that first realization of like, I'm so tough and resilient. And I'm also like, so the feminine energy. And I love what you shared because I would drink, So I could touch into that energy often, like hang with the boys, but then be like, give myself some kind of permission to be like super flirty and fun and twirling around everywhere. And, and, you know, always, I love dresses, like you'll pretty much always find me in a dress and, you know, just being in that feminine energy, but I had to have all this alcohol in my system in order to like, allow that part of me to be seen, felt and heard. And now, as an entrepreneur, especially in this space, like my goal is to run my business and with the masculine container of safety. But this bullshit about you know bro marketing and yes Tony Robbins and several other men that I can think of right now that I have a lot of feelings towards. So I might not mention it in this particular podcast, but you might hear about it later, listeners. (laughs) Right? But like fuck that. You know, my, and I said this in our, when we were talking to Jesse, like listening to my pelvic floor and my pussy and like being in the body embodiment of who I be is what supports me to thrive. And that could feel really scary to you out there if you're listening right now. And, you know, Jess and I are committed to meeting you exactly where you're at. And just knowing that these old mindsets and these old belief systems might actually be doing the opposite of optimizing your relationships and your life. They might be draining all the energy and creating chronic inflammation in you.
0: Yeah. So good. I mean, all this that we're holding onto and, and it goes, you know, it's obviously the belief systems, it's the mindsets, it's goals that are no longer applicable. You know, I think about the, the goals that my parents had for themselves that they didn't complete that I ended up like, they lived vicariously through me you know. I went to college and got a good job in technology and that was that was my dad's dream. Right. And uh, and so, again, I, I shifted out of that world, um, gosh, almost like 13 years ago. But so what does that look like for you? Do you have goals that you're holding on to that aren't really your own that maybe you can just clear out of the cash? in your brain right to make your yourself as Amy was just saying your your mental and physical wellness um, be more optimized right and something that I have been working on and just so so closely with over and it's I feel like I finally have saw or experienced um, like like the weight lifted off of me as I've been doing a lot of work around letting go of resentments and injustices and Amy we've done a lot of work together around that um, resentments, injustices, fears, um, and just knowing that, uh, yeah, even if I was wronged or um, even if um you know, it's these things that would keep me up at night, especially when I think about resentments in recovery. And I think about resent resentments in my business, right? All of those things were keeping me stuck. And so I've done so much work around um, acknowledging them, letting them go and like clearing them out of my body. And uh, that has been just something that's been so, um, transformative and so that was kind of the how this topic came into fruition because I was like almost like a come to Jesus
1: moment over the last few weeks around that so um hey hold on hold on I would love for the listeners and I would love to know this honestly like what has been the biggest change Jess that you noticed in just how you walk through your everyday life because of this choice to look at these things and then to let them go. I mean, that to me is probably, I'm just so curious. Please tell us.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's been a really challenging, you know, last five years. And a lot of that's been recovery, but a lot of it's been just changes in my business and um, I've just been holding on to a lot of things that I felt like I was wronged, um, people that I really trusted that um, I felt wronged by. And it, were th- it was things that really kept me up at night. It, I felt like it affected my finances. It felt like it affected my mental health. It was affecting my sleep. And um, again, this has been, and we're gonna talk a little bit about solution at the end here and what that looks like and how I got to that, how, how you can get to that point too. But um yeah it's just been like asking myself like I can either choose to stay in this relationship or I can leave it right and if I choose to stay then then it's only hurting me to keep all of these resentments and all of these feelings of injustice um, kind of circling because it was, they it, it literally would wake me up at night and Amy, you and I talk about this so much. Like it, I literally wake up at night at three in the morning thinking about it. And am like, again, who is that impacting other than me? And a lot of, you know, with being an entrepreneur, so many of these business relationships have, have also been really close friends of mine. Right. And so um, I was blocking, you know, like me holding onto this stuff. It was just blocking um, my ability to to have a friendship with these people, if I wanted, if I wanted it, right? And so I don't know. It's just been this weird journey over the last. you um, I've I've been doing this other protocol. I'll talk a little bit about on the at the end there around my liver, just kind of letting go of uh, resentments and anger. And I swear it's made a huge difference. There's a lot of components to that, but again, it's like at the end of the day it's only really hurting me and so um since like letting go of these things i mean it's just it's clear like friendships have come back to life um like business is more fun Um, i'm enjoying my work again right um we work so closely with a lot of our colleagues and it's like i can either hold on to that or i can let it go and we can thrive as as really good friends which i just think is more important So, and then it was, I feel like it's also blocking money, right? So I'm holding on to all this crap. It's like taking up space in my head. It's slowing me down. I'm foggy. I'm not sleeping well. I have anxiety around it, right? And again, it's just like all of these health symptoms were popping up, weird rashes. (laughs) Um, That's been a weird journey over the last year. And so it's like, whoa, I had to really take a look at that and see that it's probably a lot of this thing, a lot of these things that I internalize. So, Um, Maybe that was a long-winded answer, but um, it's been so powerful to take my power back, right? Because it's my choice.
1: And we'll be back right after a word from our sponsor. What if you had a tool that could help keep you accountable, mend your fractured relationships, and establish healthy daily routines? Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system is designed to help you create an optimized life, y'all. It's trusted by thousands of treatment professionals nationwide, including me. Soberlink helps recovering individuals gain accountability for sobriety through a comprehensive system that combines daily scheduled testing with advanced reporting capabilities to track progress. Soberlink devices use real-time results, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure the integrity of each test so your loved ones can witness you thrive in recovery. For tips on how to achieve lasting recovery as well as a $50 off promo code, visit soberlink.com forward slash thrive. Oh, thank you so much for elaborating on that. And what I really hear is that you're feeling deeper connection with yourself and with others. And so therefore you're finding more pleasure and you're allowing this opening for receiving. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And listeners, you know, If you felt or feel any of that, keep listening and come closer as well, because, you know, these are the things that Jess and I really focus on in our practices and as practitioners and then, you know, everything that we do in the mental wellness space as well, which is definitely out of the ordinary. You know, we're not, um, we're not out there to try to fix anything. We're there to guide you into your own truth and by letting go of things, like what Justice explained is so beautiful because it's like, oh, whew, I can see and connect to myself in so much more of a deeper way because I'm choosing to take my hands off the wheel. So powerful. Yeah so
0: good yeah i i again like hopefully you're feeling some of that and 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 all of these things were taking up space right they're taking up like real estate in my heart and in my head and um and 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 really that's just it's slowing me down right it's slowing you down and so clearing that out really allows us to create the space to like we always say on these podcasts to be able to bring your gift forward right and to be able to live fully to step into that um, and so, uh, it's, but I think, and it, well, you'll probably, uh, speak a little bit to this, Amy, it's easier to stay in, uh, in, in resentments and in injustice stuck in all of these things, right. Cause it's probably safer for our nervous system than to do the work of like letting it go and truly letting it go. Right. And creating that space. So,
1: yeah, I mean, gosh, I just had another idea for a podcast. <laughs> I mean, not I won't get totally into it in this one. And I want everyone to n- really hear this. Every part of you, every behavior that you've created, every weird thing that you've done, it's it all makes sense. It has protected you from from feeling some kind of way it protected you to maybe stay alive until now. And I think today in this COVID environment all around the world, we're seeing this more than ever, but we don't necessarily have this language yet in the mainstream world. And so I'm just, you know, so thrilled that I've been studying this trauma informed work for so long and that I'm able to presence it in environments where you might not have understood it before. And, you know, like, I make a lot of sense, even though it's so weird sometimes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Or what did I just say? And I'm like, I can have so much compassion from my higher self of just being like, oh, well, that makes sense. Cause you created this protector when you were like five. And our parts get stuck in the moment that the trauma happens, whether it's emotional trauma or physical trauma. And so just think about all the times where our growth has been stunted. And what Jess and I are talking about and letting go is like with a safe practitioner, you know that can really support you, how can you go to that part of you in that moment of time and release them from the burden that they've been carrying for? Oh gosh, in my case, you know i've I've noticed a lot of my five year old coming up lately and she wants to be released from a lot of burdens and some of them i can't even like consciously know i just know that there's something there so letting go is can be a very deep process and it can also be something pretty simple right so i just uh, i went deep we can we can more to be more to be revealed in another podcast <laughs> So good, so powerful. How do
0: we release them from the burden? I mean, wow, um, so many of us are carrying that around our whole lives. And um, and thank you for like bringing, uh, you know, the words to help describe it. I know, like, I've learned so much from you, um, and just being able to put words around my feelings and like how this all works. And now it makes so much more sense, right? Because we have a way to articulate it. And hopefully, um, you're getting that from this podcast as well. It's invaluable. Um, it really, really is. So, and, and then, you know, all of these things too, I I really spent some time thinking about like an analogy around this. And it's like, you know, whenever I'm on my computer and I have like 20 browsers open and everything is slowing down and um, like just at a, you know, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to like clear my history and like close the browsers and restart. It's like that, right? So how can we, um, kind of give ourselves a clean slate, right? Life is so short, and we're carrying around so much of unnecessary baggage. And so that's the power. And so we're going to jump a little bit into that too. But let before we do that, like, what is this? How does this manifest in our bodies? So I'll kick off that, that um, segment, because this has been my life. And I know it's been your life too, Amy, right? so many of things uh, of these things um, have shown up in my body. And we were talking, we were kind of laughing before, right? Because it's just like, no wonder everybody's sick. We're all carrying around these burdens, right? We're all stuck in our patterns and with all this stuff we're carrying around. And so for me, it looked like I couldn't poop, right? I know we share that in common. We actually like explain, well, we won't go into that in this podcast, but we like to share about good bowel movements. <laughs> um, it, for me, it really... Um, manifested in ruminating in and obsessive thinking right it would just I couldn't stop um, thinking about these things and how I was wronged and the injustices of the world and over and over and over again it it showed up to me in my life like insomnia and brain fog and like the inability to really focus Um, I was distracted and scattered so for me, that's how it showed up. And even talking about it, like I can almost feel this. It's like such a default to go into that mode, right? So what does this look like in you, Amy? And, and tell me what it looks like in the clients that you serve.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yes, constipation, for sure. You know, like the one of the first ways for me to know that like I'm holding on to something that I need to let go of is constipation. Um, you know, I have the 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 opposite of you where um if I'm resenting or I feel like i've there's been an injustice, I go to it's all my fault, so my original incident brings up like it's all my fault so um I love that that we have that polarity in um in that because i I do find that like fifty percent of my clients are it's outside of them. And then 50% of my clients are like, Oh, my God, it's all my fault. What can I do to make up for it? And then when we start to get into that, or when I start to get into that energy of like trying to make up for it, I'm already pretty sympathetic, like my home away from home in my nervous system is that sympathetic fight, flight energy. So then, you know, before I know it, like I'm bubbles in my stomach, and, you know, just really tight around my chest, and then inflammation, and I get this little, this little rash on like, the right side of my chin. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, it's just so apparent so quickly my joints start to hurt. And then I'm like, Oh my god, am I gonna get RA? Like, I'm like, no, I just need to dance or sing or punch some fucking pillows or, you know, just let this out discharge the energy in my body. Because I mean, you know, just any inflammation will lead to chronic something. And I don't want to feel that.
0: Yeah, I think another thing that comes to mind immediately when we start talking about this is my my neck and my upper back start to throb. And so just I know that's when I'm holding on to something. And and that also is a really good reminder of when I need to get up and release, right? And so yeah. So maybe you can relate to some of these things, right? And could it be caused by you holding on to something that's no longer serving you, that's just taking up space. So um, and I know this is this is something that we all deal with and it's powerful, right? And so let's talk about um, what nobody taught us about this, right? What what nobody taught us about being able to let go. And I think for me, and I actually, um, you know, when I was doing the, the notes for this episode, somebody sent me um, an image in recovery where it was like, You know, you're doing tug of war with somebody, right? And you so want somebody to understand you and uh, feel heard. And, um, you know, you can kind of have the image in your head of like tugging back and forth. And if you're holding on so tightly, then, you know, maybe your hands are getting bloody and it's like, but, 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 you know, Um, the injustice, the resentment. um, And, or you can just let the rope go. (laughs) And, that it's that simple. And that seven years ago when that image was shared with me and I still have it on my phone, I think about that in every scenario that I'm engaging in. Like I could just let the rope go. I don't have to be right. And that's something I was never taught. So um, yeah, what was something that you, you
1: weren't taught about this? You know, I think that the biggest thing that comes to my mind is that I'm safe to feel the feelings of loss and grief. You know, in my family system, we had a lot of death actually um, growing up. And then I was, it's a lot of, all my uncles and my dad were first responders. And so um, I remember being at lots of funerals and things like that. And I don't remember like really being taught how to properly grieve and, and feel safe to feel those feelings and be in the vulnerability of, of feeling those feelings. So something that I notice with myself and the people that I support in my in Thrive and Recovery as well is, um, is just this feeling of avoiding those feelings. And therefore, it, the feeling of holding on gives the nervous system a, a feeling of control. But the feeling of letting go gives the nervous system a feeling of a loss of control. And so in that moment, the protectors will come in quickly and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Grab back onto that rope because we've not been to these places before. And so I think that that's something that's massively huge that we haven't been taught, not only growing up, but maybe even right now. And so it really excites me to be able to bring this to the world because It's so important. And and if we think about it from one nervous system to another, it makes sense. And what's the one thing that like listeners, you're probably out there thinking like, what? Lose control? Fuck that. Especially in in an environment right now where we have very little control of everything. It's like you want to control something. So holding onto that rope feels really safe. And that's okay. Uh, What would it feel like to let go and feel safe?
0: Wow. That was so good that you went into that in more detail, because I hadn't thought about it like that. But you're absolutely right. Um, and I know for me, um, fear, it, it, my fears are really just manifesting um, loss of control, right? A lot of, they go hand in hand. And so, so true um, with this letting of letting go of the rope. How powerful is that to just kind of be able to have that present, um, presenced and um, so thank you for sharing that. And another thing that you shared before we jumped on too, was like um, to be able to walk away from relationships that are no longer serving you with grace. I love how you presence that. So would you share about that too?
1: Oh gosh, now that I might cry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think that this is such an important part of this work. And again, I, I presence this at the beginning of the podcast, y'all, um, you know, learning, no one did teach us. I mean, I grew up in the seventies and, you know, it, it was a very much a time where I remember like women making men wrong and it was all the man's fault and all this conditioning around that. And, and then you have to stay together right? Like, you know, and then I think in the seventies and the eighties is when a lot of divorce started to happen for the first time. And that thing of like, you don't have to stay together, but then there was all these latchkey kids and all this stuff. And yes, it created its own level of trauma, but couldn't it have been easier? Did someone have to be wrong in the marriage? You know, I I have this thing I do with my, um, in my courses called Sober Relationship School. And I would say that 90% of the people that show up in the, the, you know, complimentary workshops that I do and, and then sign up for school, they're there because they're still holding on to resentment from parting ways in very ugly ways in such ugly ways that like, what would it have been like to just part ways with grace and ease and love and to have learned what you learned from your relationship And then be able to just truly let that person go fly on their own. And what would that do for your children and the family systems, right? Like that would cause the nervous systems to relax. And that wouldn't lead to, you know, heavy, heavy substance misuse. And, uh, you know, battles over the children, and battles over like who was right and who was wrong and who fucked who and who didn't this. I mean, we just, we just weren't taught that it was okay to just part ways and do it with grace and love. So yeah, I have a lot of feelings around this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing that and really going deeper into that. Cause it's, it's so relevant right now to at least half of the adult population, which also includes their offspring. Right. So, um, and I know for, it just in my own life, whether it be friendships or you know that sort of thing, like I really have always um prided myself on being very loyal, right, and then when somebody wrongs me, then it's like all over, so it's just this dramatic swing, right, and why can't it just be when something's no longer serving me just part ways with grace, right? so I've actually done that with a number of friends. And um, it's felt really good. Right. And I still love them at a distance. Um, But yeah, I didn't have to go. It's not a scorched earth, (laughs) Jessica, um, which I'm really good at. Right. I'm really good at that. And so, again, how evolved of us. (laughs) This has taken a lot of work.
1: I just have to unmute myself and giggle with you because yeah scorched earth Jessica and how many listeners are out there like there's something that feels so fucking satisfying about scorching the earth how can we scorch the earth like within our support systems and with ourselves and to do this beautiful work like outside of it and then poof let go with that sovereignty and grace Mm. and I truly love them. I mean, my work and, you know, Jessica, you have totally been there through this whole journey, but where I have met so much of this parting ways with my heart so open, and just walked through this really painful experience of continuing to love someone so deeply, and giving them the space to like decide. And like, that's a beautiful thing of letting go. Because when I feel like I'm holding on to him, then I literally will say out loud, like, I release you, I release you, I release you. And that's the whole thing. But I don't have to release him and fucking hate him. I can release him and just be like, oh, you're making a choice. Can I honor how fucking beautiful that is? Mm, Yeah.
0: So good. Um, And when I say scorched earth, I'm also, I love the earth and I am the biggest tree hugger. So it's more like scorched relationships. So let's jump into solution. Um, so how do we actually do this work, right? This is the work. It doesn't just happen. And there's so much, um, the wor- we have to do work to actually make this happen. So um, we have, I, we put together um, a little list here. And the first thing that really pops out to me, and I know this is the work we both do, and Amy, you've really kind of showed me the way on this, is work uh, work with a trauma-informed coach to really get clear on your patterns and stories that are keeping you stuck, right? So working with somebody who's able to help get to that what we call story of origin and kind of help you unpack, right? Help you release from the burden, as you just say, Um, that will really help move these things out of your nervous system, right? Because somebody that's trained in that can help hold that with you, right? So I think that's the first thing. Did you,
1: is there anything you wanted to add there? No, I think that, you know, um, (laughs) I think something that I just want to presence with that is that like when you decide that you're ready for something deeper when you're ready to let go of some of this so that you can experience it differently in your life. You often hear Jess and I talking about safety. And I just really want a presence that like, you're going to feel all kinds of energy when you say, yes, I'm ready to go where I've never gone before. And that's where the support really comes into play. And then you're going to invest in yourself at a high level because that support, really great support is a high investment and that's just how it works. And you're going to probably your nervous system is going to tell you just like we we're talking about earlier this is not safe this is not safe and I just want to remind everyone that that's actually where the you need support cuz feeling safe when you're doing this is is a different kind of safe. You're going to feel scared, you're going to have butterflies in your stomach, you're going to be like, "Oh my god, what are we doing? You're not going to trust it." And You know, I would encourage you to feel all those feelings and say yes anyway. And then, you know, allow me just, you know, people that know this work to hold you with those feelings, because that's how the actual letting go happens. It's when we reject how we're feeling that it represses it and then it comes back bigger and stronger. So I think that that's an important part of even what the difference between therapy and coaching is as well.
0: Thanks for, yeah, for... Just showing our listeners what that actually looks like, because I get those questions a lot too. Like, how does this differ from, you know, my counselor type of thing? So, very, very different work. Um, And and part of that work too that that you can do when you choose to make this high investment into support is that person will really help you walk through those resentments and injustices and and fears and that sort of thing, and and help you release them. Right? That's really powerful work. That. Um, you, you can do with somebody when you're in support. The other thing that um, I have been doing more recently that has, I, I have to believe that this has been a big turning point for me, is I, I've been doing um, a really in-depth liver healing protocol. And, uh, you know, come to find out all, you know, your liver is like the most important organ. It's responsible for detoxing everything in your body. And apparently it holds all of your anger and resentment, right? Right. Um, that's powerful. Right. And uh, you know, for those of us in recovery too, I mean, I don't think we can ever do enough work on our liver after the years of maybe not being so nice to it. So that process for me, um, I feel like has really been helpful and has transformed my body. So I'll put the details of that in the show notes and what that protocol looked like for me. Um, and again, too, another part of this work is is re- repairing and healing your gut, right? Because the, the trauma is stored there. So you have the liver work, which is the anger and resentments, and you have the trauma that is in your gut. So powerful. And that's so much of the work Amy and I do, so much of, um, we do many things, but that's a big part of it. So getting regulated is how we kind of refer to that, but um, regulating your nervous system, which includes your gut. And that's kind of the, you know, you're communicating between all of your brains and your gut is one of your brains. So, um, and another thing that's really helped me just take this, um, this releasing process to the next level is I just like got reactivated with my um, meditation and my uh, loving kindness prayer. And I have been just really recommitted to that and spending a lot of time, like thinking about the people that I'm repairing um, relationships with and letting go of things and really just like holding them, sending them love, holding them, um, and just like really feeling really good about that. So, um, if for those of you who are in our community, the Optimized Life community, if you're not, um, we'll put the link in the show notes, but I actually show you how I do my meta meditation, as it's called in that group. Um, and then gratitude, like just shifting, um, you know, just really being mindful of shifting into what we have instead of what we lack. So, I think all of that's been really helpful
1: for me. Anything
0: else you want to add there?
1: Yeah, I mean, and with so much love, I want to really welcome in um the 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 not so gratitude things too. Like a big important part of my work with myself and the client the what I teach to my clients as well is to allow those those parts of you that just fucking hate things and that are just like, oh my god, I totally get off on you know, unavailable people. And I really enjoy, you know, being there for others instead of being there for myself. And part of letting go is really bringing these parts of you to the light and being okay with them. Because, you know, believe me, I've got so many different parts of me that I'm just like, Oh, my gosh, like, that is okay and i can be grateful for that part of me and also just be playful with it of like oh my gosh look at her go you know she's really trying to scorch the you know whatever it is and or hold on tight to that rope and how can i just really accept that part as well and, you know, sometimes I'm not going to get on a yoga mat and, you know, meditate her out of me. Sometimes I just need to give her a voice and a container to fucking go nuts and be seen, felt, and heard. And, like, that's super-duper helpful. So I just want to say, like, if you're not the type of person that sits on a mountaintop and meditates or does all the things, like, it's totally safe to express your anger. And when you do this, you'll be so grateful because you gonna feel different. And it can be that simple. Yeah, so beautiful.
0: So beautiful. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Um, This has been a real treat, Amy, to just dive into this topic with you because it's so much of the work that we're doing, not only in ourselves, but with our clients. And so um, with that, thank you all.
1: Yes, bye y'all. Thank you so much for listening today. And the best way that you can support us in the Optimize Life podcast is to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and we would love to gift you the optimized life toolkit when you do that. So thank you so much for your support.
0: Thanks again. And to go ahead and grab your copy of the optimized life toolkit, head over to www.jessyanda.com slash the optimized life. And we have put together five hacks for you that will finally help you get in the zone all day, every day. Just so you know, we so appreciate each and every one of you. And thank you for joining us on this optimized journey.